Welcome back to episode 36 of the Hockey House podcast presented by Selly Hockey Co. I'm your host, Mackenzie Murphy, joined alongside virtually by Colin Fitzgerald and Stephen Glick. Fitz, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Murph, you're throwing me off with the full names. I know. I think a lot of people don't know our full names, so I think it's worth addressing at the start of the show each time. I'm all for it. Fitz, last episode, we went right to you and because you were the one with the stories. I think it's going to change this week. We're going to throw it over right to Glick. Glick was the first guy on the podcast to play an official ACHA game this weekend. Since we've started this, we went a whole year without either of us touching the ice. Glick got into the game and he's got some stories for us. So we're going to toss it over to him. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely great to be back playing some ACHA hockey. We took the nice road trip out to Indiana, Pennsylvania. It's not really quite the result we were looking for, two losses, but, you know, the boys are doing pretty good. I think we're all gelling really well together, so we're definitely just looking forward to the rest of the year. And, you know, you mentioned stories. I probably one of the craziest stories so far in my ACHA career. My jerseys got stolen during the middle of the first game. It's the craziest thing ever. How do they get stolen? At what point do you find out that they're stolen, and what was the end result? Yeah, so um, in game one, I'm the backup goalie, so, you know, I just kind of show up, warm up, all that, get dressed. I'm not really paying attention. You know, I'm not doing anything too crazy. So I come into locker after the first period and I sit down and I notice that my away jersey, my like black jersey that was hanging on the wall is gone. And, you know, I checked under my bag. I checked under the bench. I checked under my, you know, the person who's sitting next to me. Like I said, hey, can I look at your bag real quick? And he couldn't find it. And like, I'm not going to cause a scene right now asking people like throw their bags around try and find this stupid jersey the game ends and you know we're all just getting undressed and the starting goalie joey galitsky i hear him yell like where the fuck's my jersey i'm like wait you lost your jersey too he's like yeah i'm like mine's been gone since the first period then we're like well what the fuck happened and we're just telling guys like hey check your stuff make sure you have it some people like we're looking like oh shit i'm missing some headphones i'm missing my airpods so we're all freaking out and eventually everyone with their airpods and like all those headphones and all that they ended up finding it they we were in other parts of the locker room. So we figured someone came in and just like fucked with us. Me and Galitsky were like, what's going on? So we tell our coach, we end up having to like call the local cops. We we're talking to like their captain, talking to guys on their team, and they end up figuring out who did it. Some random frat guy walked into our locker room and stole me and Galitsky's jersey and just drove off with it. Then he ended up bringing it back. And it was just what a crazy first night back in the ACHA. Well, I remember checking in and seeing this Instagram story updates from IUP social media team. They had like a huge Huge frat there is their student section. The place was rocking. Gavin Cummings is one of our hockey house all-stars. He had a goal, the captain for IUP. So that's just a wild turn of events. What a way to welcome the ACHA back to me, to Temple, and to the hockey house. It's crazy. Glick, are you guys off this weekend? Are you guys playing again? No. So we have a Friday night game against Lehigh University, and then we just have the rest of the weekend off. So we're definitely looking forward to that. We've got a great interview on hand for you guys. I know we mentioned Gavin Cummings from IUP as one of our Hockey House All-Stars. We're pleased to be joined this week by two current Hockey House All-Stars, both from the South Carolina Gamecocks. We have Cam Mecca and Joey Kalega coming on. So we're going to cut to that interview right now. We're pleased to be joined by two members of the South Carolina hockey team, Cam Mecca and Joey Kalega. Guys, welcome to the Hockey House. Yeah, we're pumped to be here. Thanks for having us on, boys. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having us. It's going to be a, a fun combo. We've been wanting to do this one for a while. We had Ben Smith on really early, said he got to get Mecca on. My good friend Luke Caddo was like, you got to get Mecca on, played with him at Canterbury. We had added legs to the Hockey House all-star team. So having you two on is going to be awesome. We're looking forward to it. 
Hope you guys have been having a good summer so far. Definitely a good summer. Uh, I was working in Texas, so it was nice to come back to school and get to skate. Legs was, I think he was back home too, so. No, I stayed here all summer. Oh, uh, oh, fuck. Yeah, I was here all summer. Uh, Just kind of, I took summer classes, had a bit of a shitty year last year. Online classes, not my thing. Glad to be back in person, that's for sure. Definitely good to be back in person classes. Much better than the online shit we were dealing with before. And between the two of you, who did better in the cock hockey golf tournament? Dude, I didn't get to play. I, I had to work for my internship because I work with like Gamecock Athletics. So I had to work like it's so pissed. So I didn't get to go. You kind of had a, a shitty day, right? Yeah, pretty shitty. We played best ball. My team finished four under, but the team that won it was 15 under through 18. So Ooh. we weren't even close. I don't know. Apparently it's the same guys. They come every year. That was the first time I played in it. And they, they've come every year for like six years straight and they just win all the prizes and <laughs> take everything. It's like our coach is buddies and he brings like these young kids that are like amateur golfers that are ranked are in the state of South Carolina and they just clean up. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I donated 50 bucks to the team basically was how my day went. So that was cool. The cock hockey sandbagger invitational. Basically a lot of divots, a lot of topped balls off the tee boxes. It was, it was a good time. All right, Mecca, we'll start with you. How did you end up playing hockey in South Carolina? It's, just, it's a long story. Definitely not what I was expecting. Not where I was expecting to ever really end up. I went to Canterbury for three years and then after that I had one year left of eligibility I'm a late 97 like I'm December 97 like I got to some good schools for not going to hockey like not playing hockey right out of Canterbury I knew I needed to play juniors if I was going to play D3 like D3 was the goal I was trying to play at a NESCAX I got into some but I probably wouldn't have been able to play hockey at the ones that I got into because like Trinity was one of them they were pretty decent then I started playing juniors because I kind of was like well I only have one year left I might as well fucking try and do it I already up to that point had already done everything to try to play in college and to not do it that last year kind of would have been pointless so then I played one year juniors I tried out for like a bunch of like NCDC USPHL teams I made the Rochester one but they told me that I was going to be a fourth liner but then I got cut from the Syracuse one so I picked Syracuse premier because they were like you're going to play more so I already didn't really play that much my first two years of prep school it was more for me to put up numbers and produce I played did pretty well got some offers the offers were like middle of nowhere d3 schools but at that point in time i was like well i was really actually gonna go to syracuse dead set on going to cuse didn't get any money like no financial impact at all even though like my uncle had went there your coach had gone to like a ton of my junior games in cuse and was like we're really gonna help you out even though i get it like it's club you can't really like push for that in the admissions office or have that kind of power but i had good grades too and i got into some great schools like i was rattled i didn't get any money so my parents were like well i did apply to south carolina just kind of out on a limb that i was like you know what maybe that would be fun that'll be my fuck around school that i applied to like easy ass regular decision application on the common app i'll just fucking throw it out there like i knew one guy that nick nard slicko i knew him because I grew up playing hockey with him in Rome. Just like getting a package that was basically like 40 grand cheaper without even fighting for more money to go to USC than a thing to go to Syracuse. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go there. I was like, if I hate it after a semester, I'll transfer. But obviously not, you know. That's wild. Like all over the place, dude. No, I know what it's like with the with the Syracuse admissions department for sure. Our old coach did have a connection in admissions and they were able to, I think a couple guys every now and again would get some money off just 
on the premise that they were coming here to be a part of the club hockey program. So I, I definitely know what you're saying with that. Legs, in, in your hockey career, how what led you to South Carolina? Mine's pretty weird, too, actually. I uh, played like youth hockey growing up in Maryland, kind of western Maryland, lived near West Virginia, Pennsylvania, right in there where it's real small. But played for my hometown, like travel team. And uh, we had a junior team in my hometown. There was a bunch of us. We had a really good U16 team, went to nationals, came back. We all signed to play juniors. It was USP Elite. We were like, you know, whatever, hometown team. We can play juniors. Nobody has to leave the senior high school. So we're all playing. We've been practicing for a couple weeks. And next thing you know, they tell us that like the team just has no money. So we're folding. This is like two days before our home opener. So here we all were in like September, getting ready for our first year of juniors, get told where team just got cut. So we're like, oh, this is cool. Ended up playing in Potomac in Virginia. And I stayed there for three years, took two years after high school before I came here. But my uh, best friend that I grew up with from third grade, like him and I go way back, he called me the spring before I was getting ready to come to school finally. And he was like, yo, we got a house down here. There's a fifth bedroom in it. It's 250 bucks a month. He's like, it's not a room. It's an office. You know, like it's big enough. It'll work. It had like the dormer ceilings. So you can only stand up. I'm like, I'm short, but I could only stand up, you know, right by the door. And then I'd have to like crawl into my bed because the ceiling was like two feet off the wall and then angled up the rest of the way across the room. Yeah. He called me and said that. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to South Carolina. So sent an application the next day. Told my parents like a week later, I was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to go to South Carolina. And they were shocked because like I was going to go to Kentucky. Like they thought that for two years while I was playing juniors because my junior coach was friends with the coach at Kentucky. And I like visited there like six times. I'd been to South Carolina once on like just kind of a drunken weekend visiting my friend but and I told him that I hated it but then I ended up down here just out of nowhere so <laughs> yeah it's literally how it is like you can tell you talk to my parents too it's like the same shit like if you were to ask them that they thought I would go to the one the one literal one school even both like not in the northeast the, the only school I applied to now or northeast I go to it's like they shit, I only applied to one school so I, I applied to like four when I after juniors and like one of them was Q's. One of them was Sunia Oswego. It's like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> absolutely fuck that shit. And like, no hey either. But it's just like, definitely not, definitely not for me. Not what I was looking for. At the time, I didn't even realize I had hockey. So it was like, oh shit, we have club. I'll, I'll try out. Like, maybe. Show up the first day of tryouts. I'm like, this is a fucking shit show. I was like, this is like some of the worst hockey I've, I've played in a while. Because you go from playing in prep and then you play juniors and you're just like, some of the guys you're going and playing against in juniors are going to play D3. And then you're practicing with NCDC guys and some of them are going D1. It's like, when you go out here and you got fucking bags of milk, like can't even like skate. After the first day, I, I almost did not go back. And then Nick Nard Slicko was kind of like, nah, come on. Like, it's fun. Just give it a, just give it a go and see how it is. And then make the decision after tryouts. And I was like, all right. So I went and then yeah, the rest is that. <laughs> We're good now though. It's not as shitty at Not tryouts. as shitty as at tryouts now. But the first year was brutal. <laughs> Once you guys get to South Carolina and you get past tryouts, Mecca, you can you can answer this one first. What's your welcome to the ACHA moment? I have like such a perfect one because I, I hope kids on the team listen to this because everyone will remember this game. First game we get to play, we go and we play Florida Gators. This rink is like, I'm, I walk and I'm like, what the fuck is this place? There's like disco balls and lights and it's like warm as fuck and there's people public skating, but the music is so loud. I was like, what the hell is this? There's like a, there's like a snow cone place. There's like weird lights inside of this rink. I'm like, I don't even, I'm like, 
all right, yeah, we're going to play a hockey game. And it's also like our first, it's like 11 at night, which is like classic, you know? We go into the game. <laughs> I, I don't know how far into the game this is. It was a shit show already. I was like, this is terrible hockey. Like, this is terrible hockey. But it was fun. Like, don't get me wrong. I had a great time. Our captain is a hothead, like Jake Tenji. He's a fucking hothead, like lunatic. And he, but he, like, great dude. This kid gets so pissed off at a referee that, and it's like all game. He's already had like a few penalties gets so fucking pissed off he takes his helmet off in like a pissed off rage throws his helmet across the ice like at the referee and is just yapping on him and, and says to the referees like when your fucking kids are as old as i am i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill them i was like what what i was like what is going on so he gets kicked out of the game oh my god I'm, I'm sitting there like on i'm sitting on the bench i'm like what just happened like absolutely and then we ended up winning the game like the score was also like 11 to 4 some high scoring game like something crazy like that and that was such a classic moment like i was so excited to answer this question because it was just like what in god's name even was that <laughs> there's a lot left out on that story too yeah I, I, <laughs> there's a lot left out too so legs what aside from that happening what was your welcome to the acha moment i'd say i got two uh First one, we play Clemson. I'd played like a handful of games already. This is like probably a month into the season where our fourth or fifth weekend. And my grandpa passed away, so I fly home. This is like Tuesday, I fly home. I got the news like Sunday or something like that. Fly home Tuesday, funeral Thursday. So I fly home, we're playing Clemson Friday night. Get home like Tuesday or Wednesday, go to the funeral. I'm texting my coach and I'm like, I'm gonna try to book a flight Friday. I wanna get back in time for the Clemson game. And like, this is my first year, so... You know, like I'm still still a rookie. Like I don't necessarily have some of the benefits of some of the older guys, but I'm like, yeah, like I should be playing this weekend, whatever. So miss practices both days, fly home. And uh, coach texts me. He's like, hey, did you get a flight? This is Thursday night, like midnight. And I'm like, yeah, I got a flight at 9 a.m. tomorrow. I'll be back in Columbia by noon. I'm ready to go tomorrow night. Thinking that he's going to be like, oh, yeah, like he's going to have the game of his life. Like he'll be have a chip on his shoulder. He's texting me all this. I'm thinking like, yeah, like I'm a shoe win. Like I'm fucking starting. I'm going to light it up. I land, get in Columbia, like turn my phone off airplane mode. And the first message that comes through is the lineup for that night. Fucking healthy scratch. You gotta be shit me. You just healthied me. I was like, I would have stayed home for the weekend. Like we didn't have a football game Saturday. I was like, the only thing I came back for was to play tonight. All my family's in town. Like I've been home for 24 hours for a funeral and told you that I'm flying back. Mind you, it is club hockey, but I was like, you know what? I'm coming back. Like I got to play. It's Clemson. Fucking healthy scratch. I was like, that's ridiculous. So I was a little, I was a little pissed off of that. Now it's, I think it's funny as shit now. It's just a fucked up story. I thought that was, that was like my first thing. I was like, damn, like that's different. I've never had that happen before. Now the other one was, we took a bus to Tennessee. And oh yeah, the Tennessee one. We're good. like halfway to Tennessee and bus breaks down. So we're like sitting on the side of the highway. Or we pulled into a gas station. I don't know. I, I didn't go that weekend. My car broke down. We're pulled over at like a gas station or something. And the bus is overheating. We got like fucking smoke steaming out of the engine from the back you know how like the engines above the pisser like you go take a piss on the bus it's hot as shit the bus is smoking we pull into this gas station and the bus driver doesn't know what's going on it's this lady she was a sweetheart but she was a trucker she's like does anybody here like know what's going on and everybody was like 
legs, you got it. Cause like, I mean, I know a little, I'm good with my hands, I guess. And she, she's like, can you come look at this? Tell me what's going on. We're behind the bus at this gas station in bumfuck Tennessee. Now she like opens up this big thing and there's this huge engine. And I'm like, well, it's fuck, it's fucking smoking. I can tell you that for free. The radiator's overheating, like shit's flying out. There's no coolant in the thing. So I'm like, yeah, you cool it. She's like, yeah, there's some inside, but the engine's like 10 feet in the air and I'm five, six. So like, I'm not reaching it. I'm not going to be able to get it in there. And uh, we had to call one of the D-men at the time. He's like six, five. We had to get him off the bus and he had to put me on his shoulders and make like the mega man, you know, kind of like kicking and screaming style. And he's got me on his shoolders and I'm like pouring coolant and we don't have a funnel. So like I'm missing a fuck ton. I look down and poor Burke, the kid that I'm shoulders I'm sitting on, his hair is covered in fucking antifreeze. Like he is like just covered in chemicals. And I'm like, oh dude, like I'm so sorry. Like that was probably the shittiest, shittiest bus trip I've had. And then tell him what happened after you guys fucking went shit the bed of the game well we we pulled into the rink we had like a 10 o'clock puck drop that night we pulled into the rink at 9 50 so we had 10 minutes to like unpack the bus get our gear on puck drop in 10 minutes like i pulled my hammy and warm-ups and then like one of our deep is took snapped in the first period so we were down like 2d in the no, first two minutes we were like that. it was a nightmare of a trip it was brutal that's hilarious pouring the antifreeze on the on the side of the road at a rest stop on the way to a game. I don't think it gets any more ACHA than that. Every time we do these, I'm always expecting a bus story. I don't think we've gotten a bus story yet, so I'm glad that that's our first bus story. Yeah, yeah. bus story, that, that's the best stories you can have right there. Good bus trip. Broken down bus. All right, I'll let Glick get rolling here with a couple questions here. You guys mentioned that your freshman year, you guys came to trials and it was an absolute shit show. Um I don't know if that's exactly what you said, but talk a little bit about how much, how far the program has come since your guys' freshman year. It's absolutely insane how much it's changed and just the whole, I guess, look of the team uh, around campus and around the community. I always tell this example to my friends. It's like when my freshman year, you go out to the bars in, in five points. And like freshman year, I was a 21-year-old freshman. So like I could do that. I would go out and I didn't do a fraternity or any of that because like it was expensive enough to do hockey because we've, we've been pretty decent dudes just because we travel so much. You go out to the bars and you try to talk to a girl and you're not in a fraternity or like you're not really like doing anything because you're a freshman and you don't really know anyone so we go to talk to a girl and they're like oh what do you do i'm like oh i play hockey and they're like what the fuck is that i like orientation i remember like saying i tell people i played hockey they're like i don't even know what that is like i know what field hockey is i'm like yeah wow you're definitely from down here it's been nuts dude like we'd get like 20 to 30 people maybe at the games in the beginning of like especially like if, if we weren't playing like an sec team if we were playing like a kennesaw state or like a coastal like one of those teams my freshman year no one would show up to the games like no one. they still had the beer deals People would really only go to like the Clemson game. And I mean, like that game would have maybe like five to 600 people. And that's like pretty good for that size rank. It's a really small rank. Now you go in, it just gets more and more. Like we had our first game of the season, we had a decent amount of crowd. And we played Georgia. And that home game against Georgia, like I think it was had to be like our third or fourth home game was packed. Like that was the one where like you saw like all like the pictures and stuff of like the crowd. 
that one, that game was really the one that kind of like got people to realize how big, like, oh, wow, like this is definitely something that's fun. Like something off campus, a sport, especially because of what was going on with football too. We were garbage in football. Like none of our sport teams were good. So whether that attested to it or not, like I think it did just because like we were a, a sport, a South Carolina sports team that did extremely well and was winning and people were excited about it. The games are fun. The playing at the Plex, like I'm sure Ben has talked about it before two dollar beers like all different sorts of people we have little kids we have adults we have just like gamecock alumni people who just like hockey like you're looking around the arena and people just like wear a hockey jersey to the game just to wear a jersey because it's a hockey jersey like i'm a dallas fan and like i have have a a decent amount of jerseys and like i just remember like my southern friends being like yo like give me a jersey like i don't care what it is i'm like all right yeah here you go and you just look around the rink and says like totally different amount of people everyone coming together for like South Carolina sports and like this is also probably one of my favorite things that happened to me for like hockey which really made me kind of realize like how big of an impact it did what it has now is I was downtown and this is like probably maybe like a day after one of our games and I'm just waiting in line at one of the bars it was like right at the time where we started like kind of picking up with like jersey sales and like shit like that this guy gets in line and he's wearing one of the jerseys that we sold and I'm with all my buddies that like are not on the hockey team i was kind of just playing it chill i didn't want to like really say anything about hockey because like at that point in time it just started picking up where like guys were getting like noticed and like people oh like you're on the hockey team oh shit like that's really cool that's awesome i I go to the games all the time like you start hearing that more so this guy is in line he's wearing a jersey and my friends like go say something i'm like nah like i don't want to bother him keep it to myself and he's like no no go say something so i go up to this guy i go hey man like nice jersey like that's awesome he's like oh thanks man you support like gamecock hockey i'm like yeah like I go like I go yeah I play I play for him and this guy fucking like jaw drops just like he's like what like you play on the team he's like that he's like tapping his buddies he's like yo dude he's like he's like he's like this guy he plays on a hockey team and he's like, he's like dude what he's like what number are you I was like I'm, I'm 13 he's like no way like you're Cam Mack he's like get the, he's like get out of here he's like holy shit like dude take a picture with me right now like hold oh my god like this is so cool and his guy dude I'm like sitting there with my buddies I'm like what the no way. He's sitting here. He's like, dude, if I had a, he's like, if I had a, a marker right now, I would have you sign my jersey. And, and this guy's like taking pictures. Like I'm giving him like the spurs up. Like I don't know if you see like our big thing at South Carolina, like the spurs up. He's taking this picture with me. And at the, dude, this is the shit that gets me the most. He, at the very end, he's like, dude, this is so cool. He's like, what do you, he's like, so like, what do you think you're going to do after, after college? Like, he's like, you're going to go to the NHL? <laughs> this guy's like he's a little bit older he's probably like a grad student or some shit and now he says this shit to me and i i was so taken back like i was like is he he's not being sarcastic he's being serious he really just asked me if i'm going to the nhl and, and i was like i think what i honestly said was some shit like nah, i don't know i think we'll see <laughs> i think we'll see like i don't really know yet i gotta get my degree first i, I think i pulled some academic weapon bullshit but that was the really the point dude that was when i really realized i was like and he, you know what he he also said that, that really resonates with it is he was like dude i've never really felt a part of south carolina until i've came to he's like i was i'm not a big sports fan he's like i love hockey I, i'm a huge predators fan i saw you guys passing out flyers because freshman year, that's what we had to do. We had to pass out these little fucking like napkin-shaped flyers to go to our game. We would just pass them out for our Clemson games. Just 
to everyone, dude. Stick them. I remember going around campus, like sticking them in the bathrooms, going around because I was like, I was like, well, I need freshmen. I'm an old freshman. I want to get people to the games. So I went around and put these flyers like in like bathrooms of all the dorms and like on the tables of like all the, the freshmen like dorms because there's a ton of places to eat on campus. All the on-campus eating places, I went and like put flyers on. And I remember getting in trouble for it because apparently I'm not allowed to do that. But beside the point, this guy was like, dude, I've never felt more a part of South Carolina than when I go to your games. He's like, that's the first time I felt like I was part of like a Gamecock fan base like together. Because he's like, I'm not a big football, not big basketball. And I was just like, that's fucking insane. And that's just one story that I have where I've had people do shit like that. Like there's this kid at the rink also that's bought my jersey and he wears my jersey. Like he bought like the, a Gamecock hockey one and made it custom with my name and number. And he wears it all the time, dude. It's the most, it's so fucking cool. You can't beat that, right? That's wild. Perspective wise, we had a captain skate the other night in Syracuse and there was a probably a U12 practice afterwards. They were getting off the ice and the kids were like, hey, like, Maybe you'll be good enough to play D1 someday. Like, maybe you'll be good enough. Like, chirping us. Syracuse is a hockey city. Like, they know that we're not with a real deal. This kid's, like, 10 years old saying that. And so we were chirping him back. But, like, go down to South Carolina and, like, actually think you guys are going to the show. I had a buddy who played at Kentucky, and he said the same thing. Like, everyone's Predators fans down there. Like, you go to class, and people think that you're going to go pro afterwards. Yeah, I, I have a really good buddy. I, I was he lived on my floor. I, I ended up rooming with him for two years. He, he goes to NC State now, but not hockey at all. Like, dude, most like Southern redneck hunting kid I've ever met. And I'm really good buddies with him. Love the kid to death. He doesn't know a lick about hockey when I meet him. This kid now is a huge huge hurricanes fan and like has hurricane jersey hurricanes merch watches them in the playoffs and it's literally because we got him i was like dude come to, i was like come to my game like come to the game like you'll love the hockey game if you don't if you don't even like like the game itself come for the beers like come for the beers stay for the hockey like that's so that used to be that also was our huge slogan freshman years like put it on your stories like come for the beer stay for the hockey because we were so small it was like we couldn't blow up like now everything with social media we just took off that leads to my next question not only did the fan base take off but you guys are so big on social now and i know ben was a huge part of it and he probably wouldn't talk about it but you guys have over eleven thousand followers on tiktok for a brand called cock hockey like that's hilarious and it's growing the game like now everyone knows south carolina has a hockey team ben i mean what i've listened to his pod like four different times i listened to it this week before i came on because i was like oh fuck ben's good at talking like i better listen to that one more time so i know what i'm getting into he's really good at everything he does like he was i'd say he's like one of the main he's, reasons we he's, he's one of the out. biggest reasons we blew up because I remember having this convo with Ben. I was pretty close with Ben. Like we all were really close. So I remember talking to him and he said this, like when he got the Instagram password, when he got it from the guy who had it before, like my freshman year, we, we never posted my freshman year. Like we posted towards the end of my freshman year, once Ben got the password. And when he got the password, it's 750 followers. And at the time of this conversation that I was having with Ben, we had 3,500 and he was talking about it. And he was just like, think about where we come from and i was just like because i always would be really good with ben and just be like dude, you're doing an unreal job like kicking ass and, and now we're already at like we're over like five thousand now instagram and like i'm not big on tiktok like half the time i have tiktoks with my fucking dog but he's great the, the tiktoks itself like i sit there and i'm like 
I'm watching these TikToks of myself like four in a row. I'm like, this is like a highlight reel. This is so cool. Like, I'm like, and then and then I check the followers, like ten thousand followers. I'm like, no way. Like, I'm like, it's unbelievable. You can't, I can't believe it. Really, you got to check out uh, Cam and Randall's adventures on TikTok. Yeah, I think it's Cam and Rand's adventures. It's all like me something, and my dog. Something it's like great that. stuff. I think I changed it actually. We'll have to check those out post pod and and maybe share a couple on Ben's pod. We mentioned it too. You guys like to coordinate the the road games with wherever the football teams playing i know that was big when you guys were freshmen do you have any funny stories from that that tennessee weekend that the bus broke down that was the first road weekend i had where we traveled with the football team so like that happened that was friday night saturday we get up and we go tailgate and we saw one like the bus is driving through downtown knoxville on game day like Knoxville on game day is insane. We're like driving through downtown Knoxville in a charter bus, just looking for anything garnet and black that's not that gaudy orange. It's ugly. Hate it. But we're just looking for anything South Carolina. We see one tent in this parking lot. The bus driver that broke down on the way there, like two wheel skirts, this thing into a parking lot. There's one tent and we show up, we get off the bus and we're like, Hey, can we tailgate with you? Like we all have a case of beer that we just bought at some like circle K on the side of the road, like in the middle of Tennessee for no reason. But Hey, can we tailgate with you? They're like, who the fuck are you guys? Oh, like we're on the hockey team. We're here for the weekend. Like we played last night. We lost. It was a shit show, but we're playing tomorrow. But can we tailgate with you? And they're like, yeah, come on in. And like our president was like, you let us tailgate with you. Like we'll send you a Jersey. He's like exchanging information. Like, yeah, like if you guys are going to be cool with us, like we'll hook you up with some stuff. Like we'll get you something cool. Like thanks, whatever. (laughs) That day, like our uh, assistant coach, it ended up being me. Me, our D coach, and then two other guys like separated from the pack for some reason. And we're bar- our assistant coach DM'd our club two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, now. two. He just DM'd our Twitter account to get a job because he, yeah. he played at NC State and he was just like, yo, I miss being around the boys. He was like working a job in Columbia and he was just like, I, I want to, he's like, I want to be around the boys again. So he fucking DM'd us. Hired. And, like, and we were just like, we were just like, fuck yeah, he's like a player coach. He's great. We fucking love oh, him. Oh yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Background check, don't need it. Like you're hired. Like <laughs> new bench boss, get out here. So like, he's cool as shit, but we're bouncing around Knoxville, like looking for bars. We're having a grand old time. Next thing you know, I ended up with two guys that had been here. This is my first year. And we're like 45 minutes out outside of Knoxville at Waffle House. I don't know how the hell we got there. I call an Uber for us back to the team hotel. We had to get an XL. It's like $162. I call it and I bend my request them on the spot. And to this day, both of them have me fucking pending. It's been two years. They both stiffed me like 65 bucks because I was a rookie. I was like, I brought it up like the other day. I was like, honestly, fuck you guys. You still got to pay me for that day in Knoxville. Like I could use it right now. Like somebody give me my 60 bucks. Like It's it's fun, dude. Like like going on the road trips, like especially we go to, we go to Nashville every year for the SECs. um, And we usually go to Vandy. But with the years we've gone to Vandy, like my freshman year, best year, I fucking turned 21. We were playing Vandy in, in Nashville. So like. Like I went out, like we we played Vandy like fucking ten piece them because they're hot garbage, and then we we went out and like dude un- unbelievable that was also another good ACHA moment because it's like you sit there and you're like you can't really do that shit anywhere else like play a hockey game go out in Nashville I turned 21 that same night I'm going out in like all these awesome bars I'm like you can't like I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was going to like what what the hell is the school that I don't know Concordia or whatever I wouldn't have been able to do that seriously like it's very underrated so uh, other than Clemson do you guys have any other rivals or any other teams you guys love to play against i'd say now probably georgia and Ole miss because yeah. we played we played Ole miss time. in regionals that was kind of it was just big because that was the game that sent us to nationals the year of like covid definitely Ole miss the Ole miss game that we won to go is like 
probably like a it was just like a great game. If you were watching it on the stream, like even it's like both both teams really were battling tough hard. I mean, it was right in the third period. I think going into the third period, uh, it was unreal. That was probably I would say a new rivalry. Then playing against Georgia is always like fun because it's like there's not a lot of that good competition. Like within that side, and that's like sounds like I'm talking shit, like but in like so true. But when we play against like the better teams, like Ole Miss, Georgia, for me personally, those are like the rival games. Those games are so much more fun. They're fast paced. Like we're sitting there playing like App State, and it's like eleven nothing. It's like, what are we doing? You know, you know like tight games are physical. You know, like you're blowing a team out. You're not gonna hit people. Like we're playing at home, people get fired up because you just bump somebody, and it's yeah. like. A lot of those same rivals are joining you guys in the CHF now. What is that transition going to be like? You guys have your schedule at this point. Are you playing any new teams or mostly the same teams down south? Pretty much our schedule is like the exact same because the the whole SECHC came over except for Arkansas. The year before this all that happened, the SECHC changed a little bit. It was after I think it was after sophomore year that they like redid it for playoffs. So it was like a different, it was going to be a different format, but all that whole conference of teams, they added like three teams. Everyone now is going to CHF. We are going, the only other team, the only new teams we're playing, we're going to Florida a couple more times, which is new. We're playing Embry-Riddle for a weekend and we're playing Florida Atlantic. And I heard Florida Atlantic's pretty good. They were at yeah. least good like a couple years ago when we played. That'll be fun. And like, and also another great thing, it's like you get to go to Florida and like play hockey. Like it, the, the weather's so nice. Like who, where can you do that? Who are you guys have in the home opener? Uh, we got Kennesaw State this Friday. So yeah, Friday. Friday so. the 17th. But it'll be, it's going to be a barn burner. Definitely, to say the least. But I just saw that they lost like nine nothing to Georgia. It, it's gonna be a packed game just because it's the first one, and I really think there's a ton of anticipation around it just because we have not played. And when is Clemson on the schedule? October first on a Friday night. It's just classic. That's a weekend to be here for sure. Yeah, football game on the Saturday after against Troy, and then but we played Clemson that Friday night, and like that game will be fucking packed. Like, God, God can, for, cannot wait. Those that is like by far the most fun game to play. It's the Clemson game. Hopefully, I could actually skate for one. You know, no funerals the week before, so that'd be big. <laughs> also, I missed the third one that year too with Mono, so that's fucked. But Mecca, you got a score prediction for October first against Clemson, dude. A score prediction for October first. Clemson is a is a team we we actually don't play that well against. They haven't been very good, but we've only beaten them by like a goal in like our last like two or three games we lost them my freshman year in that barstool game the game the fight in the charity game if i had to say a score prediction i don't know anything about them i don't know if they're good i'd probably give it like a probably like a 5-1 piece 6-1 i was gonna give a seven we got a lot of good players this year a lot of new guys so a lot of firepower yeah sorry well i hope the kid who jumped into the glass and didn't knock over the beer cans did a couple more push-ups in the off season yeah that video is terrible the most embarrassing thing that could probably ever happen to you happens my girlfriend was sitting like on the glass right whether that was happening like you can like see her in the video just like like put her head down and like shake her head like and uh, while these guys are around her like Fuck you to the guy on the eyes, like go to the finger. I was dying. Like that's, that's the, the same. clip. The clip is hilarious. That video is so funny. That's the same night my mom tried to ground me 
because I was on IR with the enlarged spleen, you know. She caught me on the tape, game footage, just boozing next to the bench. She called me the next morning. She's like, hey, I know you've been drinking all day. I was like, no, mom, I swear to God, I went to the game last night. That was it. Like, had mono, had ultrasounds done. Like, my spleen was a fucking balloon. Like, just not good. If I got touched, I could have died pretty much. And I was three sheets to the wind watching the game. Yeah, she caught me at the handshake line, just drinking beers, going through the handshake line in my suit. And she called me and tried to ground me. And I was like, mom, I haven't lived at home in like three years. (laughs) I don't know if you can ground me right now. I don't know how how that works. But I checked the tape. It checked out. She was right all along you know as moms are but in terms of teammates who are some of the the funnier guys that you guys have played with at south carolina that maybe we haven't mentioned so far i can go back to freshman year nick nard slicko who you guys mentioned my hometown guy great great teammate chief his name is brian sore who he was a great teammate bobby corporate bob jake tenji the captain the crazy captain all great dudes absolute great dudes but right now the I think the funniest kid that we have is is my roommate, uh, <laughs> who we call Gator. <laughs> He's a fucking riot. Like his middle name is is Gator. It's alligator. It's alligator. <laughs> He's a redhead from Rhode Island, and his name is Luke Zachary Alligator Rudman. That's his full name. And he is a absolute riot. Like, I, I die listening to this kid. That's probably, he's definitely the funniest kid we got, like, for sure. I don't know, like, how to explain it. I can't even say probably half the shit he does. It's yeah, funny. You got to see it. You got to see it to believe it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You can't describe him. Definitely. Was Gator the kid who scored the OT winner against Clemson? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, he scored the OT winner. He literally, like, baseball swings it out of the air and, like, wins. I was so pumped for him, too, that night. Like, that was that was a great night. Like, we – because that's, like, we have that Palmetto Cup. So, we, like, we partied so hard after that. that we, we, we were at, at his crib, like, just drinking everything, giving all the girls, like, letting all the girls drink out of it. It was great. Like, classic. Just uh, – I gave my address out because I was on IR. Yeah, we had a bunch of random things. Yeah, I walked around the rink all night and I was just like, hey, (laughs) dishing my address out to people I had no (laughs) idea who they were. I was like, yo, hockey team's partying here. They're like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, well, you see, like, maybe I'd be playing tonight, but got mono, so don't drink after me when you come. Like, you'll be good, though. Ben wants to know what your go-to shootout move against Gorms is. My definite go-to is, like, come around. I'm a lefty, so come around on my forehand and come around and then just fucking either leg kick or no leg kick, but fake shot, go in and just go five-hole. Like, make him bite every time. But I'm also, like, now what I'm doing in practice to him is doing the Datsu. Like, going in, like, fake shot, just pulling it right back. That one probably, those two are my go-tos. But definitely the fake shot five hole. I do that, like, almost every fucking time to him and trip. And most goalies. Mine, I'd say that, uh, I'm just going to say this because, one, I don't score. If you look at my elite prospects, my entire career, it's fucking dog shit. But like, no, it's hilarious. Like, I got over 100 games in the USP, and I have, like, maybe a total of 30 points, so that's pretty fucking electric. I'm a D-man. I, I played forward there, but, like, I'm a D-man here. I have one goal in my college career. <laughs> like 20 games that's pretty cool no but i'm only gonna say this like i can't stick handle i like i can't deke i'm not creative i guess i don't know last week we're in practice and coach is like hey shoot out if you make it, you can get off and the ice is chewed to shit so i like literally just push it like you know a kid at stick time that like doesn't know what he's doing so i just push it on my forehand all the way to the tops of the circles teed up a clapper on gorms and i like as i'm winding back i'm looking at him and he just freezes he's like fuck me, hopefully this doesn't hit me in the head type of thing. Put it right under his blocker. I was like, all right, boys, have fun. I'm getting off the ice. Like, that's my move. That's the only thing I got. I don't have anything else in the arsenal, so. 
I, I'm sure that's one of Glick's favorite shootout moves. The 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 Zidane Chara clapper from the top of the circles. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I always love when people come in and do that. I had a buddy of mine in juniors. We were playing the IHC, went into a shootout. It was one of those late night showcase games in the USB where like all the other teams kind of gather around. So there's like a crowd at a junior game for once. We go into a shootout. He walked in. He was like at the hash marks, like really close. He teed one up, popped the bottle, like water sprayed everywhere and did the cockiest, like wasn't even a celly, just kind of like the McGregor walk back to the bench. And I was like, that's my new shootout move. Like I'm just going to skate in. Hit it as hard as I can and hope I hit the net for once. So, well, boys, we're going to wrap up here soon. Is there anything else that we haven't mentioned that we can maybe ask you guys a question about now before we, we wrap it up? The biggest thing that I would say from like kids like us, which I know you guys have a lot of similar players, very similar stories as me and him, the shit you guys are doing, like growing club, needs to be a thing because I, I've seen too many, too much shit. Where like I, I made the decision to come and do this and I, I always will stand by like doing club and playing in front of like eight hundred to a thousand kids at this rink and actually have fans at my game and like have people that are on campus that support it then go to some like and this is and I but I'll also say this, I'm not shitting on any D three like or D two or any of that because those motherfuckers are better than most players, if not like a majority of players that are playing in club not each chinning on club either because there's some insanely good club teams but at the end of the day playing this club and playing with fans in like a semi-competitive league and like getting to travel and go to like all these different cities and football games that is that to me is more valuable in like an experience and like a college experience going and playing d3 and literally having like a job to play hockey and like making it so miserable and unenjoyable and like you're in cues you know how that weather is like you know oswego and 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 on Utica College, like those are great teams and they, they kick ass. But to me, like someone like me who grew up because I'm from Rome, Utica area, like it's like, but you're, but you're there. We get to travel all through the South and, and go to all these SEC football games while playing hockey. I'll, I'll echo that and say that like we've gotten some slack before because, you know, we always say I always say that guys in the ACHA have more fun. I think they love the game of hockey more. When I say that, people think like, oh, you're just saying that because ACHA guys booze more. And it's like, that's true for some schools, but the grind that goes into the ACHA, you know, there's so many guys behind the scenes. You're raising money, you have dues, you're traveling to these absurd places. And it's all so worth it at the end of the day. And and you're not going to get that experience anywhere else. And I think you have so many more opportunities that these big, especially these bigger schools that don't have varsity hockey, there's a lot more opportunities. Exactly, exactly what you said, dude. Like, like one of my friends goes to St. A's in, in New Hampshire, and and, I, and I'm like, he he's on lockdown. He's 22 or he's 21. He's in a dorm. He can't even have like beer. Is that worth it for you to like just to play D3 and then work a job like similar to probably what I'm gonna do? Like four years of like great times like and again like I, I like I have to say this because like I really don't feel like I'm shitting on it, but like to me I'm like, dude, ACHA and club players love hockey for like for hockey and like what hockey's about like having the fan and having like in like seriously it's like it's like we don't and, and like you said we practice it's not like we're not working hard practice four days a week when we're in season we're skating five days out of the week we skate monday wednesday friday saturday or friday sunday and then you have to travel and you're traveling you're, we're traveling way farther than most d3 schools so like at the end of the day i'm like yeah this is way more worth it a hundred percent more Legs, you want to add anything to that before we head out? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, on top of having all the stuff that goes into, like, ACHA teams, you know, like, we have a bunch of interns, give them a little shout out, like, they do, there's so yeah. much that goes on behind the scenes, and I know you guys know that, yep. like, I listened to uh, Who Came on the Ohio podcast, the two guys from Ohio, 
Like they, yeah, that's they, Herm's our producer. Yeah, no, no, no. Who came with Herm, Jake? Yeah, like just hearing them talk, it's like I appreciated that because like we're boys with you know the guys that do that for us, and it's just cool to hear like their side of story and just like I mean we have what probably twenty interns. Yeah, there's like there's a but there's a lot of people behind the scenes, and like you were saying, this is for people outside probably of hockey, but people obviously other people know this at the club, but outside of hockey. We raise all of our own money. Yeah. Like, it's it's all the kids that are doing it. The schools don't give us anything. We do it all. They don't even want us like associated with them. That's why we have to like change our logo and all that stuff. To all the schools that are like doing it like how we are, it's like we just gotta keep going because we don't have anything else helping us. It's just us. So we we're gonna do it. And like stuff that Ben built up and people that are behind the scenes right now. We have two junior guys, Mike Bulger and Owen Thomas, that are our, our co presidents and they're doing it. A, a great job right now especially with how busy they are because of this like very anticipated season that we're gonna have there's a ton more stuff we're doing with like sponsorships and stuff like that social media is still going it's still going great but a lot of more stuff off the ice that like is being done that we who would have thought that this was where it would have been my freshman year you know well hey we really appreciate you guys coming on you guys are huge beauties that's why we picked you for the hockey house all-star team you two and, and gorm so we thank you guys for coming on and we wish you the best of luck this season and go gamecocks thanks boys this was a lot Fuck of fun yeah, fellas. good shit this was awesome for sure glad Great. somebody's doing this yeah glad, seriously glad to you guys so glad we got this because like there's really i love listening like to it. this shit so. yeah Thanks again to Mecca and Legs for joining the podcast. We're psyched to see Cock Hockey is back in action for this upcoming season. There's a lot of hype around them and fans at the Plex getting to come back to the game. So I fully expect that place to be rocking this Friday night in the home opener. A little bit of a more somber note, some news out of Ohio this week. Sophomore forward Alex Burnett from the Bobcats announced his retirement via Instagram. Caption reads, I didn't think I'd be making this announcement so soon, but God had other plans. Recently, I suffered another concussion. My total is now eight concussions, and that is simply too many. I will be hanging up my skates and no longer playing hockey. I knew all along that my career wouldn't last forever, and it seems now is the time to move on. We obviously wish Alex the best of luck in his hockey retirement. And the insider from Ohio, that is David Herman, is letting us know that Alex is going to join the coaching staff at Ohio. So that's nice to see that he's getting a role and he can continue to be around the team and the hockey program. Glick, as a goalie, you know more than anything that head injuries are not something to, to joke about. And I think he's definitely making the right call. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been very fortunate enough to never have had any serious concussions, but I know people that have and they're just not something you joke about it really does suck to hear what happened to him but at the end of the day life after hockey is a little bit more important than it than life now but it's definitely great to hear he's still going to stay involved with the team in a coaching capacity yeah that's that's awesome news and such a heavily respected program so i'm sure he'll have his work cut out for him this this upcoming year in other news some of our former guests have been busy ian thunhorst and jacob eisenstadt from byu the cougars have launched a petition that you can sign to help save byu hockey at this point it's almost at 2500 signatures so they've almost reached their goal and i'm sure they'll get many 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 more signatures down the road as we all know those guys are trying to do everything everything in their power to get reinstated from the school and 
continue the Cougar hockey tradition. So we're excited for them in this upcoming year and we're, we're wishing them the best of luck. So be sure to go and check out that petition and get it signed. We'd love to see a bunch more ACHA guys hop in and save another program. They have a great program going on out there. I don't remember the exact story of why they had to get shut down, but I remember it was just really terrible circumstances. The school never recognized them as a club sport, so the team would pay a fee every year to use the school's name and logo. The school reached out over the summer and was like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. Um, you guys are going to have to start your own team. And so ACHA requires that you have a school linked to your team. And, you know, they've got a year to figure it out and hopefully save BYU hockey. So we wish them nothing but the best of luck in their future season. A lot of teams were taken to the ice this past weekend. One of those teams was the Cincinnati Bearcats in Division Two, and they kind of made some headwaves over the summer. They put Adrian on their schedule and not Adrian Division Two, Adrian Division One. The Bearcats are going to travel to Adrian, Michigan on September 24th and 25th, which happens to be opening night. And it'll be the banner ceremony where they will recognize the 2021 Division One ACHA national champions interesting move by the bearcats to schedule that game then this past weekend the bearcats fell 11 to 4 to rowan another division 2 acha foe glick i mean there's a lot of differences in skill levels between elite teams in the acha but bearcats aren't quite the powerhouse in division 2 acha to be traveling up north to play adrian this might be an absolute throttle definitely interesting kind of reminds me of what you and Herm told me yesterday about college football, you were explaining that schools like Alabama, all these top teams will pay an FCS team, which I guess aren't really the best in like NCAA sports, aren't really that good to come and play Alabama and all these top schools the first three weeks as kind of tune up games. Maybe there's this kind of situation here in the ACHA. Yeah, that, that's the bizarre part. It's like you'd think Adrian would be able to find like a little bit better of a team to play as a tune up, maybe at least a team in Division One ACHA. And then you think like, hey, if they're going to play a Division Two team, maybe it's a U Mary or a Providence or an NC State, maybe one of those better teams. You know, we see NC State, they've got Liberty on the schedule this weekend. They're going to travel to the La Haye and play the Liberty Division One team. Those two teams did the same thing. Last year was the first game back from COVID. It'll be Certainly an interesting game to watch, and you know I, I wish nothing but the best for the Bearcats, but they've got a, a steep hill to climb two weekends from now. We've got a game of the week coming up. I know I mentioned that the, the Ice Pack are traveling to the La Haye to face off against Liberty, but the night before, they'll open it up at the Wake Competition Center against in-state rival UNC Chapel Hill, so that'll be a really cool game to watch. It sounds like that place is going to be absolutely buzzing. The Ice Pack played last year at the Wake Competition Center. They didn't really get many fans. We had them in our battle of the barns tournament and they reached out and were like hey like we love being in the tournament but we haven't really had the chance or the opportunity to showcase how nice this rink is when it's packed with fans that'll be a game to watch out for this weekend and like i said glick i know temple's back in action again yeah we got lehigh valley on the docket for friday definitely excited about that and just have the rest of the weekend off well once again we thank you all for joining in to another episode of the hockey house for those of you guys who are kicking things off this weekend we wish you nothing but the best of luck and we'll catch you next week. See you guys next week.